0: This is the Epilogue Audio Experience. I'm very happy to have a guest today who is the first woman technician in our movies. Uh, There is a lot more to know about her, to uh, applaud her because she's multi talented, multi dimensional. But I would like her to unfold her story rather than me interrupt again and again. It's my privilege and pleasure to introduce. Aruna Rajee who is started being an editor became a director is a writer is an academic is a motivation speaker is many many things so aruna how did the journey begin for you tell me something first about your background what kind of a home you come from uh,
1: first of all uh, thank you bhavna for inviting me on this uh, cast and uh, yeah sure i'd love to share with you we've known each other for a long time Sure.
0: Uh It's yes. a
1: pleasure to talk to you. Yeah. So it all started, you know. My mother was a film buff, and uh, my father was a freedom fighter. He never saw any movies in all his life, but my mother was. She loved movies, and um, even when we were in school, uh, she would be seeing a lot of movies, and she'd get us out of school in the afternoons to go for. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny because yeah. I remember you know the three o'clock show was the show that we went for the matinee show it was three three thirty was but better three o'clock was a problem and she'd get my father's secretary to call the school and say the children have to be let off early today there's something important happening so
0: So, and with quickly I have never up. heard of a mother uh, breaking the children's bunk to take them to a movie, this is the first <laughs>
1: Yes, and it was the last period usually and you know the nuns were there and they would quickly get the calendar. You know we had calendars at that time where the homework was written and quickly everybody would get your stuff together and you have to go and this is the homework and so on and uh, i was just so mad about movies i would normally then we'd all get into the car and we'd go to the theater and we were living in bangalore so bangalore had i think already about 80 theaters or something god knows a huge number of theaters mm-hmm. and i'd be sitting behind uh, right next to the door, you know ready to jump in the minute we did the theater mm-hmm. and uh, those days i learned to chant om Shivaya. And I said, I hope
0: the film doesn't start, I hope the film doesn't start. Yes, yes, yes. But now you went in the school uniform or you changed it in the car? No, no, went in
1: the school uniform, whatever. I mean, you know, whichever whichever way we were, you know, sometimes we had uh, uh, the school uniform, actually we had, I think, uh, sports uniform for two days and we could wear other clothes on the other three days or something like that. So Um, that wasn't a problem, even
0: if we had to go in our sports clothes, you know. We yeah managed to and, do that. And what was going on in your head while you were watching these movies?
1: I was transported to a completely, completely different world. Uh, you know, there were only two things that uh, actually uh, made a big difference for me. One is reading. And I would normally be sitting and reading uh, a lot of books, uh, sitting on a treetop in the garden. And having that transistor, which of course played that all the Hindi film songs those, those days, and uh, I would be uh, reading, and by I think it was about thirteen, I'd read Shakespeare, the you know complete works of Shakespeare cover to cover all the plays. Not how how much I understood was a different matter, but yeah. I was such a voracious reader. I was called a bookworm and uh, so movies was one world and uh, books were the other world and movies was so it was audiovisual you see i was actually experiencing everything crying and laughing and just being intense going with the story and somehow i got so crazy about it that's what i wanted to do all my life
0: so how did you decide that you wanted to go to the ftii institute that was
1: another difficult, very good cool story because girls from good families did not go into movies those days. And um, obviously, so I had to choose uh, uh, some other thing and I chose medicine. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was a topper. I used to come to, uh, first class, first always, And uh, so I came to Mumbai because earlier we were staying in Bombay before we had shifted to uh, Bangalore. So Mm. I joined Sophia College, did my inter-science, got very good marks, got first class distinction or whatever, and then joined the medical college, Grand Medical College on merit, Mm. no worries. But I wasn't happy over there. You know, every morning, Now just try and imagine you walk into a kind of a hall where there are so many uh, tables laid out. And also Mm. tables are dead bodies Mm. and you have to dissect them and the smell and the you know it was just uh, just not it i wanted to be with people life people real people emotion and all that yes, <laughs> it yes. just was horrible so um, though i was okay. a topper i How failed did in you my in
0: ftii yeah
1: so actually i failed in my anatomy the first year and everybody was very shocked and my mother realized that this girl is not happy of course i had to reappear for anatomy but meanwhile Uh, My mother seriously thought about what I really wanted to do. Also, those days I was getting a lot of offers to act in movies because I Ah. used to travel. Yeah, that was another thing. I was doing a lot of uh, extracurricular activities in the college and uh, did a lot of theater, got a lot of acting awards. So that was another. But, you know, family was very worried about uh, going straight into uh, the commercial cinema then, you know. So uh, the other option was uh, suggested by a family friend to go join FTII. They said, you know, you can't get exploited if you're a trained person. Actually, anybody can get exploited, yeah. <laughs> but um, it's convenient to get that. So we went to the Film Institute and uh, you were, they gave me a horrible piece. Actually, I call it a horrible piece. That was their audition piece, but whatever it was. And uh, I, I was, because I'd read so much, I'd seen so much, and I had a stupid attitude, you know, I just, I just did a very bad job of that audition. And mm-hmm. when they talked to me, they realized that my general knowledge and my reading and my background was so strong. So they suggested, why don't I do another course? Instead mm-hmm. of acting, they said, you can always become an actor. They said, Mina na acting kya tha kya, Nargis na acting kya tha kya, <laughs> things mm-hmm. like that. So mm-hmm. I said, all right. And then I said, I want to do direction. Mm-hmm. They said, look, for direction, you have to be a BA or a BSc. So we'll give you a double diploma. Instead of mm-hmm. five years, we'll give you a double diploma in four years. Do editing direction. Mm-hmm. I didn't know what editing was, honestly. I just went off and I said, not interested. Mm. But uh, they saw something in me, so they kept calling me back. And Mm. I give a lot of credit to Mr. Jagat Murari, who was the principal then. Mm. And I came back very condescendingly at the end of the first term and joined the editing and uh, editing was not difficult at all because mm-hmm. I was you know I was doing jigsaw puzzles I was doing mensa puzzles all kind of puzzles and games and very alert in my mind I could just put the whole thing together uh while I remember in class when the boys were struggling with the exercises I would mm-hmm. finish my exercises like at one or one and a half hours and go and sit mm-hmm. in the direction class mm-hmm. So it was almost like I was doing two courses at the same time.
0: So what was the reactions of your peer group? You were the only girl there on the FTII in the editing course. Uh,
1: Actually, they just everyone loved having me around. And that was a great time, you know, because Mm. like, because I was welcome everywhere. All doors were open for me. And, uh, you know, I mean, boys, those days, they actually wrote poems and sang songs. And, uh, you know, it's not like today, how a boy takes a girl out on a date or something. It's very different from those days. There was a lot more romance and there was a lot more, uh, uh, you know, understanding each other situation kind of thing. And um, I used to get a lot of, uh, every week I would get at least one uh, proposal, I love you kind of things. And uh, Vikas was there and he was a family friend. He was, in fact, his family was responsible, Vasan Desai, uh, mm. music director. He was responsible for taking us to the film institute. And Vikas mm. would keep an eye on me. And every week he would tell me which wicket was going to fall, mm. meaning which boy was going to come and uh, declare his love. Mm. And uh, I never thought that finally Vikas and I would ourselves uh, end up together,
0: but we fell in love. <laughs> Hmm. And uh, that's how uh, it all worked out. Yes. And I believe you got married at the campus itself.
1: That's actually we came to Bombay to get married. But you know, he was so clear and he said we have to pass out as a couple. So Hmm. we were and uh, we were passing out in uh, March. So we got married in January. And we were doing our diploma film, so there was no time to go for a honeymoon, no time for anything. Got married and quickly came back and started working again on the diploma film. Mm. So it was that. And both of us were crazy about movies. So it was just a very kind of a, I don't know, heaven made perfect thing at that time.
0: So after passing out from FTII, you and Vikas made uh, about three, four films as a a couple, co directors.
1: No, there were three films, Asha, okay. Kehrai and Sitam, which we yeah. wrote and edited and directed.
0: How difficult is it to co-write, direct and edit? Surprisingly, it was not with him like
1: that at all. It became very easy and people used to call us stereo because he would start a conversation and I would complete it even a sentence very often, or I would start a sentence and he would complete it. And, uh, you know, both of us believed in the same philosophy, same theory of filmmaking and uh, loved films the same way. So somewhere we were so, so in tune that there was not much difference in how we thought. You know, I must tell you during Gehra'i, we gave ourselves an exercise to do. We said, everybody says how they all work together. So let's just do the short division of one scene separately and see what we come up with. Mm-hmm. And there was one scene which there were 10 shots and 9 out of 10 shots were exactly the same.
0: Oh, my God. I mean, this oh is unbelievable, actually. Yes, yes. So when you started more making movies on your own, how difficult or different was it? Because you were so used to being synchronized with another mind.
1: Yes. Actually,
0: in the beginning,
1: it was difficult not just... Uh, uh working on movies but even my personal life it was very difficult because we were always together yeah. and i had to learn to you know i'd forgotten how to cross the road because mm. vikas was always there by my side guiding me if i had to cross the road and mm. suddenly pedal road is a very busy road in bombay mm. and uh, for me even to cross the road was very difficult after that so it took a mm. time some time to get used to working together mm. and uh but you know, as people, we were not exactly the same. He was a very happy, cheerful soul, you know, hail fellow, well met kind of person, and I was an intense person of the team. So. Uh, You know, I miss that kind of uh, lightness and, uh, you know, somebody who keeps everything. But then I learned to sort of be more outgoing and more this thing rather than just be in my head about the intensity of the scene or what to do or, you know, that kind of thing. So it was a new learning.
0: When you started making movies, uh, you were getting offers both as filmmaker or initially only as editor. And what did you prefer doing more? Actually, I preferred uh, uh, doing direction more, though I love editing.
1: Even today, you know, my mind runs to that. I just love editing. But as a director, I could uh, tell my stories. That was the thing, or tell the stories in my way. But even though when I edited, i actually gave shape to many films because i did a work with i sorry i worked with a lot of first film directors like there was Shekhar's masoom where i could influence you know as an editor also mm. as a gate which was ts ranga's Gid, and many many new dr lagu made his first film i edited that Sometimes I would even ask the filmmaker to go reshoot something and come back or just get new material, additional material just to make something work. Or I know in one film, we changed the whole beginning and uh, turned the whole film upside down to make it work. Hmm. So that was the kind of, as an editor, I could do that. But as a director, I had more control over what I was doing.
0: You know, you directed all different kind of things. You've done movies, you've done documentaries, you have done ad films and you have done short films. What do you enjoy the most? I think
1: I like fiction and I like documentaries. I think it's hard to say which I like more Mm -hmm. because documentaries are also very, very important. In fact, uh, you'd be surprised that all my national awards have come from documentaries because Mm -hmm. you get into a subject, it's real and it's like you know, and you, what I, my experience was, you get so much into documentaries, you become like an activist, you know, you become so attached to the subject you're making in a very different way. But mm-hmm. with fiction, you're still, you know, telling stories in a way you're manipulating, mm. you're playing with people's emotions and taking them where you want to take them.
0: Mm-hmm. In documentaries, you bring them to some reality. Mm. Interesting and uh, at some point you got involved with all motivation talks and the life coach what what led to it what were you going through at that time how did it happen
1: you know that was a very difficult time in my life now uh you know life was going very well actually for us um mm. the films were accepted and we were doing very well as a, a couple and we were also do you know even the ad films we did the more challenging films would come to us Mm. difficult to make so we were like whiz kids accepted we had two children a girl and a boy things were so perfect and then what happened was my nine-year-old daughter Mm. got cancer Mm. and that was a very hard time dealing with that we took her to memorial sloan Kettering hospital in new york and did everything under the sun to save her At Mm. that point my husband got involved with my best friend Hmm. And uh, one year later, actually, my daughter died. And the very next morning, he woke me up and said, I want a divorce. Hmm. I was completely devastated. I didn't know. It. I didn't believe that initially. And I thought I was having a bad dream. But then he straightened me out and said, look, I'm telling you something. I want a divorce the very, very next day. Hmm. And uh, I didn't know what to do. I was so broken. I mm. tried to end my life, did not succeed. So I went mm. off to my uh, psychiatrist friend, Dr. Mm. Ashit Shait. And I said, I can't live. I can't die. Mm. I'm a super flop. I don't know what to do with my life. But I, my heart cries for the little boy because we had the little child. And mm. I didn't want the house to be broken up. So I said no to Vikas initially. Mm. And then there was so much pressure at one. Finally, I said, all right. Mm. you know let's break it and I took my son and came to live on my own Mm. and that was a time actually my divorce was going on when I made Rihai that was another thing I knew I had to make a film if I were to have any kind of a say in the matter of my life because Mm. I love movies and if I didn't do that you know Mm. I would be nowhere Mm. so I had to do that that was important the other thing that I did immediately, you know, when all this was happening, was go and buy a steam back and set up my editing studio. Mm. I had to import the machine. I got a loan from the bank, and I got that machine. So, mm. trying to put my life in order. Mm. But uh, you know, when I did Vihari, uh, also everybody thought I was so confident and so bold and uh, speaking my mind. But inside, I was dying. I was so heartbroken. I was so sad. And uh, I was looking for some answers in my life. Hmm. I did all kinds of meditations. I tried so many things. I also um, you know, did past life regression, Reiki, all kinds of things I tried. So finally, hmm. I landed up in a program called uh, the Landmark Forum. Hmm. And uh, that's where I heard something different, something which could be actually brought into life. And they said, uh you know suffering is a choice and Mm. i was very upset with that statement i said suffering cannot be a choice i mean Mm. you know it's imposed on you 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 don't choose it and they said think again and i realized that i had become a victim you know and lived like one though not to the external world Mm. so the only way i could do something about it was to alter the situation by letting it go and that meant having closure So what I did was I phoned up Vikas. By that time, both of them had married. Hmm. And this was many years later, actually. So Hmm. I called him up and uh, I said, look, I do not blame you for what happened. Hmm. I take full responsibility for my life. Be Hmm. happy. Hmm. Then I made a second call to her and said exactly the same thing. And, you know, my voice was quivering, my hand was trembling with those old-fashioned phones, you know, the landline. Mm-hmm. and after having said that it was very magical because mm-hmm. i suddenly felt so liberated and free and i laughed so freely i was a completely free soul and i mm-hmm. said sky is not the limit and mm-hmm. after that now there was just no looking back i had let mm-hmm. it go mm-hmm. and everything is- was now yeah, everything was available to me i could do anything
0: but so, after doing this course, how did you personally get into uh, motivating other people?
1: you know people were being very inspired by my story, so I thought you know, why not also uh, find you know create the space for people who are sad because those days I used to speak very little, and people would come and tell me their soft stories, I'd listen to them, and I didn't have much ex- access to give them. I was doing what I was doing but that's why i thought you know it was a good idea for me to actually do this simultaneously make my films and also do this Mm. but it was very difficult beyond a point so i trained myself i was trained in the u.s and i was trained in australia to actually lead these programs Mm. and um, it made a big difference. One of the things that started happening in these programs is women felt comfortable to speak in my presence because I was the only uh, woman forum leader in India at that time. Mm-hmm. And uh, people actually started telling, sharing on the mic about abuse, men and women about sexual abuse. And mm-hmm. they needed you know, closure, they needed completion. Mm-hmm. And I could actually make a difference to a lot of people Hmm. And uh, so it became part of my life. Even now, you know, whatever I'm doing, even if I'm making a film, this has become so much part of my DNA now that uh, hmm. I actually uh, end up uh, have creating something that they can take on for themselves.
0: Hmm. So you started as a student at the FTII and now yeah. you are teaching people cinema at the Whistling woods of uh, Subhash Ghai.
1: No, right now, I'm not teaching at Whistling Woods, but I actually I was a founder member when Whistling Woods started. You know, five years before it started, Subhash had already gotten me to come as a consultant on the syllabus. And then you see, I put the whole syllabus together and uh, they needed to, you know, they tied up with uh, AFTRS, that's Australian Film School. So we had to take the syllabus to Australia to get it vetted. And I went there with the whole thing And uh, that's what we created, eight courses and completely, you know, so well organized, put together. And I was there for uh, almost two years. And then I said, now you run, I'm creative. I need to move on and I need to make films. I didn't Mm -hmm. want to, you see, at one time, Subhash insisted before the school opened that I must come on board and join them. And I'm not, I'm a free spirit. I don't like to do a job. Yeah. So I said, you run the school, guys, and I'm there anytime you need me, but I need to go.
0: So what were the classes you mentioned on the
1: phone? What are the classes you were doing? I was uh, heading the direction department, so I was doing direction classes. I did editing direction, mostly direction classes, mm-hmm. and that's what I was doing in the in. Um, Yeah, I was also heading the academics. So I was managing all the entire other stuff as well. So I had a lot of, I was quite overworked actually in Whistling Woods because I'd have my lunch at 8.30 coming back in the night in the car. Mm. that is the kind of work and later on i started teaching you know doing courses um you know in different colleges uh, like sophia college and uh xavier's college and so on and uh, the institute for fti i have been doing the writing courses short writing courses and uh, Mm. also the film appreciation course and so on Because actually we're teaching, Vikas and I both had started teaching right from the time we had passed out in the institute, you know. I mean, mm-hmm. right, we passed out in 69 and 70, we were called back to 70, 71, 72, we were called back to teach something or the other because we were on the court making mm-hmm. films.
0: Mm-hmm. So at the moment, what is uh, what is occupying you? What are you planning at the moment? Are you working on a film? What's going on in your life at the moment? Uh, Two things, Bhavna. One is planning another
1: film. Mm. In fact, I'm writing that script. And, uh, you know, the thing I'm writing about right now is something very different because my women, my films have been different. But now I've come to a stage where I think women have to be more active. You know, I mean, I have a film, writing a film where actually this girl asks, you know, why did Draupadi have to wait for Krishna to come to save her? Today, you know, you can't wait for a Krishna. You have to stand for yourself. So that's the film that I'm writing currently. I'm hoping to make it. And also started a small film school online where we are doing a lot of short courses. And we Mm -hmm. have other teachers. It's called Shift Focus, a school for cinema and life. By Mm -hmm. that, I mean, you know, when you shift focus with your camera, you know, you focus, you see something which you didn't see before, which was out focus. Hmm. Same thing in life. When you shift your perception, you know, the way you look at something in your life, the focus Hmm. gets shifted and you see something which you didn't see before. So we are calling the film a shift focus, uh, School for Cinema and Life, because as I said, now these live conversations have gotten to my DNA. Hmm. So when I talk, it all comes out.
0: Aruna, it was so enlightening to speak to you because uh, look at your life. It's been so interesting. You have traveled so many terrains, so many genres, so many milestones, so many awards. I wish you all the best and uh, thank you for sharing your entire journey so positively. I'm sure it's going to affect many lives. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Vavna. Thank you for tuning in. If you have liked this episode, do comment. Do rate on Apple Podcasts. Subscribe on your favorite podcast app like Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Hubhopper, CastBox, Spotify, GeoSavan, so that you get notified when we come next. Stay tuned for the next episode with yet another guest. And until then, take great care of yourself.